But today is Senior Appreciation Sunday. So in both the church and here, uh, you get treated to the two older clergy uh, on, the, on the staff at St. George's. But I want to go back a little bit in time. I want to go back to August 1971, which possibly was before some of you were born. I was the chaplain on uh, a boys' uh, adventure trek right across the rough country in the center of the island of Corsica in the Mediterranean. And I got up early, as is my wont, and crept out of the camp and uh, found a nice spot on a grassy hillside overlooking the camp where I did my daily devotions. Sat down with my scriptures and prayed and began that conversation with God. I'd been doing that since I was in my teens. And uh, it became not just a daily habit uh, at that point, but has remained that through the rest of my life. And let me suggest to you that if you want to be in conversation with God, then it's important day by day to meet with Him, to have that time with Him, to read His Word and see what He has to say to you. And it happened on that particular day when I was reading through a, a succession which had been put together by somebody else that I reached Psalm 128, which uh, we read just now uh, as our Old Testament reading. And the psalm began, and I'm going to read it in my translation, not the one which was taken from the Book of Common Prayer. It begins, happy, that does, but blessed is the word which is used in my translation. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His way. You shall eat the fruit of your labor of your hand, and you shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Well, you know, I guess I was sitting there and I thought, well, that's fairly regular stuff. I can grasp that. I know what that's about. I'm not going to concentrate on it particularly carefully. But it then was the next verse that got my attention. Because the next verse were words which were written three and a half thousand years ago and yet spoke directly to uh, me and the situation that Rosemary and I found ourselves in. Uh, it got my attention because we were at that point where we were having trouble starting a family. Now, given the fact that our daughter is getting on for 50, that gives you an idea of how long ago that was. And the psalmist goes on by saying, you shall... Eat, oh, sorry, your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Well, the psalm is about the faithfulness of God and God's call to us to be faithful to Him. But here, at this particular point, what the psalmist is saying is, I am going to be faithful to you. And your children will be like olive shoots 
around your table. Well, for the husband of a couple that is trying to start a family, those were words which came directly from God, written three and a half thousand years earlier. And he says to you, if you are my faithful one, I will bless you and I will bless you with children. It's no accident that our 49-year-old daughter's name is Olivia. And that was before Olivia became a fashionable name. In fact, it was incredibly, incredibly unfashionable in the early 1970s. Because we said, well, if this is God's promise to us, then we will give our child a name that will remind, her of the, remind us of the promises that he made. And that's how Olivia got her name. But what the psalm is actually saying is, God isn't just faithful at this early point in your life, at this early point in your relationship with, uh, uh, with him and with the one that you love, but God is faithful to you on a lifelong basis. The psalmist goes on. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. And may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. You see, as the psalmist was talking about faithfulness, he was looking way beyond what was on my mind at that particular point. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. But let me tell you this. You will be greatly blessed when you see your children's children. Well, when you're in your mid-twenties, that really doesn't trigger. When you get into your seventies, that really makes an enormous amount of sense. And it's one of the privileges of being a senior is not only having seen your children grow up, but to see your children's children and have a part in uh, the shaping of their lives. At the beginning, we discover what parenthood is. As our life goes on and gets more, let's say, mature, although I'm not sure how mature a lot of us who are older are, but as, it get, as we get more mature, then we begin to discover what grandparenthood is all about. And grandparents are part of God's provision for the rising generation. We have the blessing now at this point in our lives of not just watching our children's children grow up, but being involved with them, often on a day-to-day -day basis. It's just one of the great joys. And it's a crucial role which uh, only older people can fulfill. We're called to be parents. We're called 
to be grandparents. And it's in that grandparenting that is our discipleship or part of our discipleship as we get older and into the, uh, into the evening of our life. Let's put it that way. The Christian grandparent has all sorts of responsibilities. One of them is to be a model of obedience to Christ, not just for our children who are dealing with the, the rough and tumble of life in a way that we aren't any longer, but also for our grandchildren. And part of the responsibility of being a grandparent is to pray for your grandchildren. It's part of the responsibility. It's part of the privilege as well. I'm rather anxious about one of my granddaughters at the moment. And so as I was finishing my preparation of this this morning, I was also praying for her because there's not much else I can do at this point, but I can pray and bring her before God and pray that God in His grace will lead her forward to where He wants her to be in the fullness of time. But not only are we to model it faithfulness to them, but we were to encourage them in faithfulness to Christ and obedience to Him as well. Another factor is our task as grandparents is to tell the story of our family. Last Sunday, Rosemary and I were in Calgary, Alberta, and we were with uh, my, one of my older cousin's daughters who I hadn't seen since she was in high school, and she's now the, the mother of two grown children, one of whom is married herself. And one of the joys of that time we spent together was sitting in their kitchen and talking to both her and her husband and their two kids and their son-in-law about the family of which we are all part and God's faithfulness to us and to them in the context of this family to which we belong. We are God's provision as elders to the nurturing of our grandchildren within the context of the community of the Christian church. It's one of the privileges which comes with getting older, and it's something which actually you've spent all these years preparing for and being prepared for by God. Now, there are lots of lessons which we have to teach, but one of them which I'll just touch on is that very likely one of the lessons that we will teach is to pre-teach our children and our grandchildren how to face that great journey which comes at the end of life because most of us, actuarially speaking, are much closer to that than everybody else. The problem is, for some grandparents, is that they abdicate that responsibility. Hey, I'm retired. I'm going to go off and have fun. There was that awful uh, bumper sticker of a few years ago. 
I'm off spending my children's inheritance. Well, that's questionable. But many grandparents see being off somewhere else and they fulfill their responsibility by sending a check at birthdays and Christmas and things like that. And yet other grandparents who may live at a distance, they want to be and remain engaged with their families. And you don't know how many times, particularly in the last six or eight years, uh, I've called on a family at a time of crisis in their lives, particularly with their children, and grandparents are there too, sharing in the challenge which the children are facing and the parents are facing because they're there and they've driven across half a dozen states to get there so that they can be part of this uh, crisis, this transition, whatever it might be, in the life of that family. We moved, well, a long time ago, let's put it that way, uh, across an ocean. And so we moved our children away from their grandparents, which was difficult, uh, as you might imagine, and there was some uh, occasional eruptions on the phone line. But nonetheless, that was the reality. God guided us here, and we had to be obedient to where God was taking us. And yet, in the parish where we were in New England, was this wonderful lady called Marjorie Davis. And she appointed herself honorary grandmother to our daughters. And she was always Granny Marge, as far as our daughters were concerned. And not only did she stand in, as it were, for my parents and Rosemary's mother, but she also got to know my parents and Rosemary's mother and sort of demonstrate that she wasn't edging them out of the way. She was just standing in for them so that our children could at least get some grandmothering when there wasn't a grandmother close at hand. Our children's children are not just our own, but in Christ they belong to the whole community of Christians together. We are the family of Christ. And... Many of us who are elders in the family can, as it were, take on that responsibility for children whose grandparents are a distance away. Being a senior is something which you can't choose. It just happens. And uh, it's going to happen to all of you. I can promise you that. But being a grandparent is something which is a holy corning within that business of being a senior. The scriptures suggest that this is a responsibility to be taken seriously. The scriptures talk about honoring our elders. And that's wise, because seniors have then the opportunity to honor you and to honor your children. So may I have a prayer for you. My prayer is, those of you who are parents, that you have the joy and the glory and the grace of seeing your children's children. The psalm ends with the words, Peace be upon Israel. 
The New Testament Israel is the church. Peace be upon the church of God, which takes children seriously, which takes parenting seriously, which takes grandparents and seniors seriously, because we all are one in Christ Jesus. Amen.